Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who really does not like fruit, Brandon Siegel. Yeah, no, fruit is not my favorite. I, I, I com- completely agree. Uh, it is not... You know, here's the thing. I'm not a big fruit or vegetable guy at all, and this has been from being just picky from, when you know, being way young, being picky from, you know, just the start up until now. And as you know, Trevor, I, there's very few foods I eat. But another person who has almost the same appetite than I do, he eats a little more than I do, but pretty much the same appetite, is, of course, our main contributor, Ben O'Brien. Ben, how, how was your week this past week? It was good. I'd like to point out, I, uh, I do not compare me in the same category as you because I like many fruits and vegetables. So I am not nearly as crazy as you are, um, but we do get the same Chipotle order, so that is fair, I guess, to make that assumption. We, I think me and you were like the only people to to get the little Chipotle order that we get. What but is it? You don't it? really like it. See, that's the difference. I love Chipotle, and you you're not like a huge Chipotle guy. What's the Chipotle yeah. order like? Just chicken and cheese and like salsa, and that's it. Not even salsa. Not even salsa. <laughs> you, you're already there. <laughs> chicken no and salsa, cheese. Chicken and cheese. Wow. Yeah. You know, I people always think like I always get looks when I get it at Chipotle. I love what I get, so you know what? Just let me be. Let me do my own thing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> so today we have a really great guest with us, um, which we didn't even promote him a ton. It was just kind of you know a little secret secret guest, which I'm super excited about. Um, this man's one of my best friends. He's the co-host with me on the Soul Focus podcast. Please welcome everyone, Aaron Weaver. Aaron, how are you doing today? I am doing great watching some golf and uh, recording a podcast. What better what what better what, stuff what can, can you better? do on yeah on a Sunday? What do, what, what, what do we have going on in golf right now? What, who, what's the uh, tournament? Ben's probably watching too. What, what, what do we got? Travelers Championship. Travelers Championship. Gotcha. All right. Well, we have a very fun episode planned today um, that we're gonna do with Aaron and of course I think this is the first time we've had four people on a podcast episode. Is that correct? Um, I mean, like with Max, I feel like we've had four uh, a couple times. I guess yeah, we have because he's he's technically a producer, right? Or he's technically was on the episode. I guess maybe Dylan's episode we had four, but I think yeah, this is the first Dylan's time quarantine wise we have had four people on an episode. So yes, it's, it's gonna be a really really fun one. Um, but let's start it off today. Um, first we have Andrew Nembard. Did I say his name right, Trevor? Yeah, Nemhard. Yes, who is one of the top transfers, I believe, um, from Florida. Um, he, he averaged a, a little over 11 points a game, almost six assists and three rebounds as a sophomore. One of the top uh, transfers, and I believe he does have to sit out, correct? Um, I'm pretty sure he has to sit out. Let's see. I'm almost 100% sure. Yes, it says here he has to sit out. Yes. Um, and yes, he yes. committed to Gonzaga. Um, so, Trevor, some thoughts on Nembhard um, and what you think uh, with him going to Gonzaga. Yeah, so Andrew Nemhard, he's a player I really liked um, coming out of Montverde Academy, one of the best uh, high school mm-hmm. basketball programs in the country, going to Florida. And I really liked that Florida roster last year with him and Scotty Lewis and uh, some of the other players they had that had a really talented roster. And now him going to Gonzaga, mm-hmm. yes, he has to sh- uh, sit a year out, but I think he'll be, once he gets back to playing with Gonzaga, he'll be a great addition uh, for their team, I mean Gonzaga's—they're—they're they're like good every year now. They're—they're um, they're really not even a mid-major program anymore. Um, they're always like a one or a two seed for the most part. And I think with him, they're—they're yeah. they're definitely going to be a really good program once he returns there, um, because he's—he's he's so talented and he's also a player I like to watch. I like his. Uh, uh, how he plays so it's going to be fun to watch he's also canadian you know so gonzaga's had former standouts from canada like kevin pangos uh kyle wilcher so 
Um, you know, Andrew Nemhard is just another one of these uh, Canadians from that Canadian grassroots program uh, that's going to join Gonzaga. Yeah, and even though he does have to sit out next year, they also have Jalen Suggs, who's a top 10 uh, recruit coming to Gonzaga. He actually did not go play overseas um, to go to Gonzaga. So Gonzaga, I think, is really set for at least two to three years here um, with some of these guys. Um, and I, I think they're going to they're gonna be pretty successful. Um, it's interesting because I feel like most years we do not see Gonzaga get these like big dog recruits, you know, big guys, uh, top recruits. And this is really, you know, we're starting to get to this phase where, you know, it's not just that they're this mid-major who always has success. They're becoming, a, you know, a really, really big powerhouse, which is, you know, super, super interesting to see. Um, but let's move along to a different topic about the MLB. And you know what, Aaron, I'm throwing this right to you. Okay, we have the MLB coming back. What are your feelings about the MLB? And obviously, you know, they have a commissioner who doesn't even know what he's doing half the time, I believe. But what are your thoughts on, you know, the MLB coming back and what their their plan is? Yeah, Manfred does not know what he's doing, but I think, no. at, you know, I'll say this. At first, I did not think MLB was going to happen because, you know, the whole CBA was, they were negotiating and it just did not look promising. But the fact that they're coming back, I'm, you know, optimistic, but, you know, I'm interested to see how it'll play out. Um, but, you know, I, I guess we'll see. So it, It's definitely going to be interesting. I, I think every sport's going to be interesting whether they happen or not. Uh, the MLB, I, I definitely think, as I talked about before we started the podcast, baseball, I think, is one thing that can definitely go on with, you know, the virus. Um, it was interesting seeing the plan they ended up coming up with. But Ben, what are your thoughts on this uh, as you are another big MLB fan? Sadly, of a horrible team, but you know what? It's okay. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't say a, a team that's won five World Series championships and has arguably the greatest baseball lineup of all time mm -hmm. as an, a terrible franchise. Yeah, it, um, in, in an irrelevant city, but keep, please keep on going. Yes, I will ignore that comment. But yeah, no, I'm, I am very happy MLB's back because for a long time it didn't look like we were going to get an MLB season. Um, yeah, so right. 60 games is – I will take 60 games. The thing is that 60 games, though, um, when the playoffs come around, you're probably not going to get the best teams that – you would normally get in a 162-game season just because anything can happen in 60 games. I mean, a, a great team might be terrible in 60 games and a bad team might be good in 60 games. It's just 60 games is not a big, uh, like, example of what, what a team is. So um, it'll be very interesting. The playoffs, I'm very excited. I love the MLB playoffs. Um, honestly, my hot take, and Brandon, you hate when I say this, but I like the MLB playoffs more than the NFL playoffs personally. I would agree with um, that. Yes. So I uh, I am very excited for this year just because you're not necessarily going to have all the big dogs that you might normally have because um, they don't have as much time to really get their stuff together. I mean, the, the reigning World Series champions, the Washington Nationals, 60 games into the season last year were well below 500. So um, anything can happen. I'm excited. I really am. I'm glad it's back. Yeah, uh, we, we here at Small World Podcast, Trevor and I are not the, the biggest MLB fans. And while you guys think that the playoffs are more interesting – um, I'd rather watch an animal sleep uh, than, you know, watch the MLB playoffs. That's just my opinion, though. That's just my opinion. But let's keep on moving along to some golf. We have the Travelers Championship happening right now. $7.4 million purse. Um, we have two pretty big golfers here. Uh, Aaron, who is one of the best golfers I've ever played with, uh, and Ben, who I've never played with but I know is one of the worst. So, Ben, I'll start with you. Um, what, what, do you what do you think about uh, the Travelers Championship here? I, I, we were talking about Bryson DeChambeau uh, before this, so what are your, some of your thoughts? Yeah, well, I will first go out and say that I am by far the, uh, the, I guess I'm definitely not. I will say I'm definitely not the best golfer on this podcast, and it's not even close as we compared our uh, our scores before the podcast started. But um, I will say, just in general, you're the you're the best main person, the best because Aaron's not always on the pod. So you're the best. Aaron the is, is by far the best golfer that I personally know. 
Um, and, and I guess, Ben, out of the three of us, Trevor never plays, I don't play, and you play a little bit, so y- you'll take the trophy there. Um, yeah, so I-, I would say as much as I play, I probably should be a lot better than I am. But um, the Travelers <laughs> Championship, from what I've seen, I mean, I enjoy it. I'm just I'm glad golf is back because, like you said, it really right. is it really is a sport that it can go on during this pandemic. Um, with really, yes. with really, I mean, obviously there's issues, but definitely a lot less issues than other organizations have. Um, and I'm really just happy, really, in just these three tournaments that we've had so far. It's really nice to see that a lot of the big names are doing well. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the players that you have in the top ten of the world rankings are doing well. Whether that's Webb Web Simpson, uh, I can't talk Webb Simpson winning last week. You have Roy that's been doing well. Bryson DeChambeau's been doing well with his extreme body transformation. So um, I'm just happy golf is back, and honestly, it gives a lot of people something to watch and something to gamble on. So I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. The the number one small baller uh, golfer, Aaron. Uh, what do you think about uh, the Travis Championship and you know what we've seen from golf since they've restarted? Yeah, I mean, I haven't been watching a ton of the Travelers Championship, but it's like I like uh, Ben said, it's great to have golf back again. Um, I I personally am excited to see what happens in the fall with uh, the Masters and all the other majors coming back in the fall. Um, but yeah, I'm, Tiger's one. Tiger's my favorite golfer, so I'm excited to see him start playing again. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. Like, it's it's one of the only sports that can that can go on during this pandemic. So, the fact that it's happening is really nice. Mm-hmm. You know, golf is definitely one of those where I truly believe they can do it uh, through this virus, and that you know, the, the, you know, fans might not be able to be there um, like every sport, but I think it will be able to go on. But let's you know, let's just keep on moving. We got a lot of small talk stuff to get to today. Um, we're even going to go on to soccer. But speaking of soccer, tomorrow is going to be the very first Josh's Soccer Show live on our Twitch, uh, twitch.tv backslash the, uh, the Small Ballers. I almost messed up the name there. Um, but everyone should go check that out because I'm sure we'll talk more about this there. But Liverpool has won their first league title in 30 years, and they are uh, well along the way uh, past Man City, who is in second. Trevor, let's hear some of your thoughts on uh, Liverpool winning the title. And, Le- of course, LeBron's a co-owner in Liverpool. Everything LeBron's involved in is successful. So, I, I, to me, at least, that might be a reason they won, um, out of someone who does not know an enormous amount about soccer. But that's just my opinion, Trevor. What do you think? <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm not surprised you mentioned LeBron here. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to throw him in with the Liverpool. But yeah, Liverpool, um, I, I haven't followed a ton this season. Um, as of reason, I've got tried to get back into it as we start the soccer show. And Liverpool's really dominated all year. They have 86 points. Um, you know, they've won... 28 out of the 31 games they played, which to me is insane. Um, you, you never really see that in other sports where a team completely dominates like that. I think when we were talking to Josh on Monday, I was like, they're like the 73-9 and Warriors. Um, they're just crazy good. You know, they play very well together. They have really good, um, really at every position, they have some good players. And they won, um, not after, they won uh, the championship after Chelsea defeated second-placed Man City on I believe Thursday and a really crazy mm-hmm. game two to one so that was interesting but Liverpool I mean it was pretty evident that uh, they were going to win this they have a they've had a huge lead on Man City for a while so good for them um, after getting second place last season uh, they've been really good for the past couple years and it seems like that's going to continue because they play very well together yeah no I agree I, I think Liverpool is going to have some success moving forward but um, you know, as we are not the soccer experts, we do have a soccer expert, and he'll be live on our Twitch uh, tomorrow. So everyone tune in. It'll be sometime at night. We haven't confirmed the time quite yet. But everyone tune in. I promise it's going to be a great segment. 
Um, but let's, you know, keep on moving forward to our last small talk topic for today. We're doing this one special for Aaron. Um, as we know on this podcast, I have trash-talked Baker Mayfield quite a lot. Um, and uh, to my friends and to Aaron, for sure, I have said many, many times how I think Baker Mayfield is just not a great quarterback, and I think the Browns are overrated. So we brought our favorite Browns fan here, Aaron Weaver, to uh, discuss a little bit about the Browns, their upcoming season, um, and you know what he thinks that uh, expectations should be. So Aaron, I'll kind of just hand this off to you and uh, you know, your, the, the Aaron Weaver Browns chat for today. Yeah, so I'm here on behalf of myself, and I got to shout out Chad Hamilton. I'm here on behalf of him, okay. too. Uh, we, we're, we're about tired of your, uh, trash talk about, about the Browns, Brandon. Um, it's, it's definitely gone overboard. We have talked far too many times about, uh, what, what our opinions are on the Browns and where we think they are. And yet we never come to a consensus. So that's why I'm here today. Um, so let's, let's hear what, what are your expectations for the Browns next year? What do you, what do you think are realistic expectations that we can expect of crappy Baker Mayfield and the Browns squad? Yeah, so realistically, at first I got to say that even though we were 6 and 10 last year, we mm-hmm. we came we're 2 years removed from an 0 and 16 season. So people tend to forget about that even through the expectations. Mm-hmm. So while we went 6 and 10, it's not as bad as it looks. Number 2, going back to what you said for this year, I think probably around 8 and 8, 9 and 7, maybe 7 and 9 is probably around where we'll be. Um but I think, you know, with a new coaching staff, I'm excited to see what Stefanski does. I think he put a great coaching staff together. I really like uh, the coaches that he put together. And, you know, from what I've seen so far, like just workout videos and everything, you know, Brown Brown's players look like they're just like, all right, let's just put in the work for this year and not not listen to the noise as much as we did last year, which it, they look like they did. So I, I think we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm optimistic as, as usual. I will say I think you make a good prediction for this year. I, I personally think the Browns will, will be marginally better than last year. And the reason being is they've had a good offseason. They had a good draft. And we've talked about it here on this podcast. You know, I, I think you know the offseason and getting that coaching staff correct is so, so important, especially for the NFL, um, that you know, I, I think that they will find value in that and you know, have a marginal upgrade. To, to me, they're a 7-9 team. Um, I do not see the Browns hype. I think Baker Mayfield is bad, and he will not be the quarterback after this year. As I've said many times, however, I think that they have a good enough team around them to win seven games. With a good quarterback, I think they can win a lot more. Even with a competent quarterback, I think they can win some more. Even with a bad quarterback, I think they can win a lot more. But with a really <laughs> bad Baker Mayfield, I think what? they will go seven and nine. Uh, Trevor, but I'm going to throw it to one of you guys. Uh, what do you think the Browns' expectations should be? Um, Hi, Trevor. Yeah, so with the Browns, um, well, actually, first I'm going to talk about the, the Baker Mayfield thing because I don't think he's quite okay. as bad as you say he is. I think that it's the uh, players around him, um, like his offensive line hasn't been quite as good as it should be, and really just the situation that the Browns have in general with their coaching that has been horrid um, for the past, you know, 15 to 20 years. I think with Stefanski, you know, I've definitely heard some good things. I don't know a ton about him, but it seems like that will be a better situation, hopefully. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the Browns, like you said, seven, nine, eight, and eight, I think that could definitely happen. Um, I, my expectations were a little high last year and the Browns kind of, uh, underperformed based on that. So I'm not going to make that mistake again. And I don't think the Browns will be very good. Um, but who knows, you know, I, I think my mindset on it is just like, you know, um, uh, I'm not going to say they're going to be good until they actually show me and prove to me that uh, they can be a good franchise. 
Yeah, I think you have a good evaluation of it. I will say this, as much as I do not like Baker Mayfield, and as I do not think he is good at all, and I think Ben will kind of echo some of the stuff that I said a little bit, um, I will say that the Browns were in an unfortunate situation in some aspects. You know, the coaching was definitely not there, um, and the coaching was very, very bad. 100%, there's some blame to be put there. But additionally, you know, you have Baker Mayfield as Odell Beckham Jr., um, he's Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, uh, uh, Jarvis Landry. You know, he has fabulous position players, skill players around him. Um, and, you know, saying that, I, I think it's, you know, I think statistically, Baker among the major categories was the 29th uh, quarterback, and there wasn't even 29 quarterbacks that started over eight games this past season. So I think, you know, you look at just, like, statistically how horrible he did, and it's, it's so hard for me to not put some blame in fact, a majority of blame on Baker Mayfield um, uh, in terms of the offensive presence. Of course, the O-line wasn't great. You know, Of course, the coaching wasn't there, and I think those will be impacted. And that's why I said I think they will improve this year, even if it is by a game or two. Um, but I, I think Baker is truly the one that's holding back. But Ben, what, what are your thoughts on the Browns' current situation? Yeah, so first I will say, as someone who for a majority of my life uh, never even thought about the Browns as a threat to yeah. really any any team ever— this is a hard conversation for me to have as I am a fan of now the team that has been in the basement of the division for a couple years. Um, I will say, though, I am not high on Baker Mayfield. I, I agree with Brandon. I, I will say, though, coming into the NFL, I did not think he'd be good at all. And his first year, he impressed me more than I expected. So coming into his second year, I was a little more high on him. Um, ever since then, I've been – I think he is garbage. Not garbage, but he is definitely a below-average quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, but looking at the Browns' schedule, I will say, I think their first two games are going to say a lot about what this team is because their first game is at the Ravens. So if they go in and they get pummeled by the Ravens, um, which hopefully it's a good game, but we'll see. If they get pummeled by the Ravens, um, it really, I think it might take a toll on the locker room as a whole because I think they probably do have pretty high expectations for themselves this year. Um, and when you're, if you're going to get pummeled by the, the best team in the division, um, preseason at least, um, I, I will. I I think that it will uh, take a toll on their locker room and their uh, their mentality, I guess. But then after that game, you're playing the Bengals. So if they either lose to the Bengals or don't play well against the Bengals, I think that really could say a lot about what this team will be moving forward for the remaining 14 games. So um, I would assume anywhere from seven and nine to nine and nine, somewhere in that range, I, I feel like it's pretty safe for them to uh, to guess that they're going to be. But I mean, really, the Browns. You never really know with the Browns because. Sometimes they play way better than you think, and sometimes they're way worse than you think. So you just got to watch and see, really. I, I think you make a good point about those first two games because I think at some point with, like, Jarvis and Odell, is it, you know, it's going to click, like, when are we going to start winning? We have all this talent around us. We mm-hmm. have this first-round quarterback. We rebuilt the offensive line. We got a new tight end, new coaches. At what point is this a lost cause? And I think that you're 100% right that, you know, and obviously, two games do not define a season. But for someone like Jarvis, who's, I mean, this is going to be his third season, correct, Aaron, in, in Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. You, I'll let you finish, but I, let me chime in once you're done. Yep, yep. And I, I think that, you know, at some point, it, it's going to be, you know, when is this going to start turning around? Um, you know, and it's going to kind of turn, you know, from that into when can I get off this team and get traded? Especially with the, you know, Jarvis and Odo are so young and a little bit, you know, sporadic in their decision making i should say jarvis definitely a lot less than odell um and i personally i love jarvis Landry. i think he's such a great receiver and same with odell they're both great receivers but yeah at some point it's going to click a little bit but aaron we'll throw it to you finish off the segment you know say i want you to get the last word in because this is your segment and you're the only browns fan here so i think it's only fair you get the last word in yeah i think you know i think that's a good point by ben uh the schedule wise um i think when i looked at it i actually am glad we're going to 
brand and your Ravens to start off the season because I think it's you you can't get hyped up as much as you want to you know I guess like because last year we played the Titans and you know everybody's thinking they're a bad team and you know we go into the game and you know got whooped but I think we go to the Ravens like you can't let your guard down you can't say oh you know we we have all these players we can just win this game easy like you have to they Ravens won the division last year you can't just go there and say okay we're just going to beat you so it'll be exciting it'll be exciting to see so um you know new coach and everything so we'll, we'll see what happens so I'll throw it back to you Brandon yeah, no, it, it, I think the, it's going to be a very defining season, I think, for the Browns, especially for Baker Mayfield. As personally, I believe if he doesn't have even an okay year, he, he'll be off the team. But let's move forward. We'll leave st- Small Talk Trivia, um, or we'll leave to go to Small Talk Trivia, which today is going to be a little bit different. We have four people here today, um, so we wanted to incorporate everyone, as we do have, of course, our special guest Aaron Weaver with us today. So we created a whole chain of people um, and we're each going to ask each other a question and then move on to the next person, if that makes sense. So I think, what's the order I'm going for? I'm asking the first question to Ben. Then Ben asks uh, Aaron, is that correct? No, me. Trevor. No, yeah. So Ben asks Trevor, then Trevor asks Aaron, and then Aaron is going to ask me a question. So we have a whole snake of a line here asking questions. So, Ben, I have your question for today. Let me just pop it up here. So, Ben, when we play basketball, what is what is your best quality when we play? My best quality, uh, I'm on the team. I, I feel like I don't really bring a whole lot other than that to a basketball team. You're you're being modest. You you are quite a good shooter, correct? Um, I'm I'm a better shooter than you. I wouldn't say I'm a great shooter. Okay, by any means, okay. But... You're being modest. You're quite a good shooter. So my question for you today: What player has led the NBA in three-point field goal percentage for the most seasons? It doesn't need to be consecutive. Just the most seasons they have averaged the highest. Uh, three-point field goal percentage. Um, so it's a single player. Okay, so what player has led the NBA in, mm-hmm. you said, consecutive seasons? Does not need to be oh, consecutive. Okay. Just most seasons they've led the NBA in three-point field goal in, percentage. In their career. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Okay, so, yes, so in it, their career. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a current player. It, it, it doesn't need to be a current player. Okay. However, I'll give you this clue. I will give you a little bit of a push. It is someone who has played in our lifetime. So it could be a current player. It could be someone who retired, but they have played in our lifetime. Okay. It is somebody that has played in our lifetime. But then again, our lifetime yes. goes back to the late 90s. So that could even be somebody that played in the early 2000s. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, man, the easy answer is Steph Curry, but I don't know how many times he's led. Wait, say it again. Is it is Is it percentage? Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. who has led yes. in three-point field goal percentage, okay. percentage most seasons most leading season. in that? Yes, um, I don't even think I would. I don't even think Steph Curry would be percentage-wise. I don't know if he would be up there. Um, I'm just trying to. I'm, I'm trying to take the Trevor approach here and, and really think through this because Trevor somehow is amazing at these trivia questions. <laughs> Trevor does a fabulous job of thinking through questions and guessing in the end and somehow being right. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. I'm even trying to think of. Players maybe that were earlier in our lifetime that played. Mm-hmm. Um, While you're thinking through this, Ben, keep on thinking. Trevor, Aaron, don't say a name, but do you have an idea who it could be? Um, yeah, so Aaron, do you have anything first before I uh, go? Uh, no, I'll let you go. All right, so like just to help Ben out a little bit, um, I feel like Brandon would not ask you this question if it wasn't someone you definitely know, someone that's I like, agree. yes, I like agree. kind of like an all-time great. 
Yes. So I, I definitely have some names. Oh, I'm not going to say the names, but so going from 98 to now, there are definitely um, – so, so there's no like – um, this stat that you found, Brandon, there's no like minimum games um, allowed, or is it just like I mean, I'm a, it's got to be someone who's played a lot. I, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, was, I don't. I'm sure there's someone who has played like one game and shot 100. percent This player that did it, he played four seasons. He's he's a known player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, it's not someone who just played a game or two. So it doesn't say a minimum, but I'll give you it's not some foo-foo player who yeah. played, like, one game and shot one three, well, and that's all he yes. shot and in it, his career. And it's also not going to be, like, Jason Capono or some some crap like that, no, I'm assuming. It better not. Brandon, Brandon would yeah. be asking me, but no. Um, I will say, I, the, the first when you first said that, the first name I thought of was Steve Kerr. And I don't know anything about his numbers, but I know he was a phenomenal three-point shooter. Um, and I know he, he was. I know he did play into the early 2000s. Um, some other names I was just thinking of, obviously Steph Curry, you have Ray Allen, um, Reggie Miller. I'm not sure how long Reggie Miller played though. Um, Kyle Korver is another one just off the top of my head. Um, I, I'm just going to, we're taking too long, so I'm just going to try to take a guess. I'm going to go with Ray Allen. My guess is Ray Allen. Final answer, that Ray is, Allen. Yes, that is my final answer. Um, so I will say out of the four guys that I have here, one of them has four seasons and the other three have two of them. And we have named three of those players. Jason Capono is on this list, but he is not the winner. He is he had two seasons. Um, Steve Kerr also had two seasons leading, and the number one person is Kyle Korver with four seasons. Uh, so Kyle Korver was the correct answer. Ray Allen was not. Okay. I would I will say, say, but you did get through it. It was close. I will I was, say I do. I would have said Reggie Kyle Miller. Korver. That's why I did it because I know you love Kyle Korver. That's why I did the question. Okay. Thought it was a good question. That was that. a very good question. Yes. All right, Ben. Your time to ask uh, Trevor. All right, Trevor. I went ahead and I, I'm going to ask you a college basketball question because um, I am usually very impressed by your college basketball knowledge. So here's my question to Let's you. Hear it. My question to you, Trevor, is who was the first player to lead the NCAA Division One, so NCAA Men's Basketball Division One, in scoring for three consecutive seasons? So this has been done multiple times. Um, I can think of a couple people the off the top. first player. Yes, this has been done a couple of times. I can think of a couple of players off the top of my head, but who was the very first person to ever do this? Lead the so NCAA I have a guess three consecutive seasons for three okay three consecutive seasons I have a guess when Trevor is has officially guessed his guess I have a guess okay so uh, first men's division one uh, player to average the most points per game for a season three straight times all right um so this could go back pretty far but again like. You wouldn't ask me it if it's some like random white guy from the 30s, so I'm not even going to bother <laughs> thinking about that. Um, so Kareem definitely averaged a lot of points when he was playing at UCLA in the late 60s for sure, so that's a good option. Um, I know Oscar – We have. I think Brandon asked me a question that was somewhat similar to this. Um, wasn't, this is why I think I know the answer. It wasn't quite the same. I, I'm pretty sure I've asked you something similar. Yeah, not quite the same, but somewhat similar. So, like, Oscar Robertson and Pete Maravich both I know have a lot. Um, but the, the question is, is it three consecutive times did they lead it? Because Oscar was in college in, like, the late uh, 50s. Uh, Pete was, like, late 60s or early 70s. I believe, and Kareem was late 60s, so the first player. So Oscar could be the answer, potentially. Um, Wilt Chamberlain was late 50s. He could have done it at San Francisco. Um, you know what? I'm just going to go with my gut here, and I'm going to say that it's Oscar Robertson. And I, I would say my—is that your final answer? Because I have a guess. Yeah, my final answer is Oscar Robertson. 
Um, I'm almost 100% sure he is correct, Ben. So your final answer is Oscar Robertson. Correct, Trevor? Yeah, you also like him, and he's a Cincy guy, so that could be a reason why you asked it as well. <laughs> yes, Trevor. You, Trevor, you know me way too well. I, it is Oscar Robertson, and yes, I did ask you that because I love Oscar Robertson, and he represents the University of Cincinnati Bearcats, so uh, you are correct. And I would, I would never ask you a question if I didn't have some sort of uh, – Bias tied to it, Trevor. That is, <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that is. You you answered that perfectly. That is one hundred percent correct. All right, awesome. All right, so I believe I am next now, and I am yep. asking my question. And this is your debut. Small talk could be a debut <laughs> as I'm an ready. official small baller. I'm ready. Yes, All I right. believe in you, Aaron. All right, Aaron. So my question is related to the NFL draft. Now the Cleveland Browns have had some number one picks um, in recent years. Uh, my question is, how many, and I'm going to give you a multiple choice for this, how many okay. number one draft picks have the Cleveland Browns had in the 21st century? So 2000 to now, so about 21 years. And um, so how many years? So the answer is a number. So the multiple choice answers are uh, two number one picks, three, four, or five. All right. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Um. I'm going to go real fast here. I'm going to say three. Final answer? Final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. All right. It's a quick one. Let's see if he got it. Does anyone else have any other any guesses? Or do, they, or do you guys say, agree? No when, when you gave multiple choice, I immediately ruled out two just because I know they've had two first first row picks since I've been in college. So Yeah, so yes. it was. That's correct. Yeah, Miles, not two. Yeah, Miles Garrett, Baker Mayfield, and then Tim Couch. Okay, so you were correct. The answer is three. Um, Ooh, let's go. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, as you said. Uh, the third one was in 2000. It was Courtney Brown, a defensive oh. end. And then Tim Couch was actually the year before that in 99. So if I would have oh. said our lifetime, it would have been four. But in gotcha. the 21st century, the answer is three. Yeah, I thought I thought Tim Couch was 2000, but I was wrong. But three is right, so. But, yeah, you got it right. right. Yeah, you, were, you were off, and you got the, you got the, you got the point. Yeah, yeah, right is right. <laughs> All right, Brandon. I want to say, I want to say, Aaron, you you've been on one episode. Ben has been on almost <laughs> what maybe fifty or something, and Ben has zero points, and you have one point. <laughs> oh my All right, goodness. Aaron. Whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. All right. So, Brandon, I know you're uh you you get you gave me a challenge for this trivia question. You said you wanted to be stumped, and I that that was my plan. So, I'm giving All you right, an NBA, I'm giving you an NBA question, even though I was going to go with All NFL. Right. So, I have – so the question is, name two NBA players. There are only two in this category. So, the NBA players who are top three in MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year. So, top three in MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year. Wow. That has to be – that's going to be hard. So, they they – you're not saying they necessarily won. They didn't win. Um, I, they, they not just... necessarily. They not necessarily won, but they were top three. It's a t- it's a tough one, but you definitely can get at least one of them. Wait, there's only two players that have done that. Yes. Wow, I would have thought there would have been more. And it was just a single year that they. Yeah, so it's like top three and MVP and. And defensive player of the year. Yes. Who. Um, okay. I, I definitely think Jordan is one of them. I'm almost sure of it. I, I would say Jordan is definitely one. Um, that's not my final answer. But the second one is going to be quite difficult, figuring out who that could have been. So, so I'm guessing that they obviously didn't win 
each one. Correct. Correct. So I can I can give you some help here. I'll I'll give you some help here. So the two players, one of them has played in our life. One of them has played. Yeah, both of them actually have played in our lifetime. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. One so of them. I, one, I think and I then, have my final answer. I'm, I think I I'm pretty it. sure I know the answer. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Hakeem Olajuwon too. But it could be. Whew, that's hard. Yeah. It could be like. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. You'll be surprised when you hear the answer. Uh, well, that makes me second guess. And that I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at like, that. I'll leave it at like that. Like Kawhi. Too Kawhi could be, you know, someone there. There's honestly um, like I'll, seven I'll go MJ answers. and Hakeem Olajuwon. Those will be my final answers. Those are the only two that really come to my mind that have done that before. So hold on, let me let me make sure I have the question correct. It's someone who is finished in top three in defensive player of the year and MVP. Yes, in the same year. In the same year. Okay, I'm I'm almost 100%. I feel like I'm right. I feel like it's MJ and Hakeem Olajuwon. I feel like Kawhi's not a bad guess because he's won defensive player of the years. I don't know how many times off the top of my head. I I'll go with I'll go with Hakeem Olajuwon and MJ. Final answer. All right, that's your final answer. Final answer. All right, so the answer is LeBron and David Robinson. Oh. Oh my. Yeah. Michael wow. Jordan actually has two. So I so they didn't so they didn't win in these years. So it was top three. So. LeBron was uh, was 2009, 10, and 13. David Robinson was 91, 92, and 94. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I may okay. have made it. I may okay, have made it a little confusing, but yeah, that's that's the end. I thought it was someone who who finished top three in both of them. So yeah, I think because I actually so I saw this question on Twitter. That's why, that's why I used it. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's like the years that they didn't win, but they were just like either three or two. Okay, because I was about to say, hasn't Hakeem Olajuwon? Didn't he win both one year? Yeah, so he he's actually on this list. He was 93 and 94. Yeah, didn't he win both? I thought he won both. I think he did. Okay, okay, but, okay. But all right, that's okay. Yeah. So David Robinson and LeBron. Yeah. I'm not surprised LeBron's on. Yeah, any I was list I was anymore. thinking Tim Duncan and Michael Jordan. That would have been my answer, but. Duncan would have been a really good one. I thought yeah, Duncan is it actually last year too, but I don't know. Duncan is, I think he is on this list. Yeah, he's he just won one, so he was two thousand one. So he or he was in that list one okay. for one of those years. Gotcha. I see. All right, well let's let's move on. We went what two for four? I think two two people got him. Um, Aaron and see here's the thing: the, the moral of the story of all this is Aaron is beating Ben after being on fifty last episodes. Brandon, Brandon, that's a lot of talk. For, you're a lot of talk for somebody that claims to be a LeBron fan and then can't even get a LeBron question right. So I wouldn't. Be uh, that's too that's much why I gave it. it. That's why I gave it to him. I might have I might have misunderstood the question a little bit, but you know, for for another day. Let's move on to randomly ranked. Where today we have a very interesting one. If you have any ideas in the future for randomly ranked, um, please send them to us. Basically, the whole idea is that we take a completely random topic and we rank it. It's very self-explanatory. Today we are doing top three DreamWorks movies. Um, which is an interesting one. Who came up with this? Who came up with this one? Was it Trevor? I did. Yes. Trevor came up with it. All right. So it, it's a good one, I think. So Aaron, you're the guest. You you pick where you would like to go. Would you like to go first, last, second, third? You you have many options. 
You know, I I'll, I'll go first. I'll, I'll I'll throw myself out there to the right, wolves. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right, so I'm gonna go. So top three, I'm gonna throw a couple honorable mentions in at the end. Do um, it. But okay. here here are my top three. So just to make just to make sure I got this right, we're doing just like movies, not necessarily like the like the trilogies or or whatever. Correct. All all of the animations, DreamWorks animations. Yeah. So so like if you're saying like like. If you want to say Shrek two, that's that's like its own entity. It's okay. not just all of Shrek. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you know we'll kick it off, and uh, I'm gonna use exactly what Brandon just said. My first one is gonna be uh, Shrek two. I feel I feel like that's the best Shrek movie, even better than the original. The first one was really good, but I think the second one was just like even better with the the whole ending scene, with the uh, fairy godmother singing. I felt like that was just that just put it <laughs> over the top. My second one is going to be. Uh, Over the Hedge. I feel like that is underrated. It's a very underrated movie, in my opinion, and it's mm-hmm. it's a classic, and I feel like everybody needs to watch it. And my third one is going to be Madagascar, the first one. And that one's just a classic, you know? You got um, Chris Rock and... Chris Rock and the gang, and uh, I feel like it's just a, it's a movie that I feel like my generation sort of grew up on. Um but my honorable mentions are going to be Megamind and mm-hmm. Shark Tale. Ooh. Those are my honorable mentions. Okay. And, and okay. Kung Fu Panda. All good so choices. I'm going to go next. Um, I would like to say if I had any honorable mentions, it would be almost the identical honorable mentions that you had. Megamind, Shark Tale, great movies. But here are my top three. And this might be a little bit boring, but... Number three, I have Over the Hedge. This is an extremely underrated movie. If you haven't seen Over the Hedge, mm-hmm. go watch that movie right now. It's hysterical. Very, very funny movie. Number two, I have Madagascar. Again, another just really well done movie. Very, very funny. And then number one, I like the Shrek 2 take. I, I do. It's not the worst take ever. I, I really enjoy Shrek 2. But the original Shrek, I mean, that's the OG. That's, that's, it's such a great movie, and it's a classic. I remember my freshman year, I'm not going to go into too many details, but I remember my freshman year, one of our good friends, shout out to Mason, um, told Ben and I to watch Shrek, because uh, we used to watch a lot of movies back then, um, and he said he promised it was going to be great, and we were like, no, we've seen Shrek, we don't want to watch it, and he made us watch it, and that was one of my favorite times we've ever watched a movie, and Ben can comment on that, he can comment that that was one of the best times we've ever watched a movie, is when we watched that Shrek, um, so Shrek has to be my number one. So who's gonna be next, Trevor, Ben? One of you guys step up to the plate. You can go next, Ben. And, uh, and, and what do you want, Trevor? You want me to go, or you want you want to go? Up to you. Uh, you can go next. All right, I will go. It it, it, it makes sense that I go because my uh my three are very similar to Brandon's. But I will say an honorable mention that has not been named yet that I uh I think deserves some credit is B movie. Love the B movie. Mm-hmm. That's a good um, one. That's oh. a good one. And I, I'm, B movie's great. And I'm terrified of bees, but I like the movie. They're not real bees, so it's okay. I'm I'm cool with watching it. Um, I just, it's just a funny movie. Um, but my, I'll go into my top three. My number three, similar to Brandon, is Over the Hedge. Like he said, extremely underrated movie. Um, I think extremely you, underrated. I think you forget about how funny it is until you actually watch it, and it is hilarious. For, it's so for funny. Any, anybody of any age, it is hilarious. Very funny movie. Um, 100% agree. My number two movie is Monsters vs. Aliens, and I remember seeing this in the theater, and I loved it. And I haven't seen it. It's been years since I've seen it. But looking at the Wikipedia page, I have six names of people in this cast that I'm going to name off. And all six are absolute bangers of cast members. We have Rain Wilson, Amy Poehler. Good. Good. Stephen Colbert. Love it. Paul Rudd. Great. Ed Helms. We like him. And John Krasinski. 
So that's a, it really that's is a solid six cast. Great so names. of these six names, we have what? We have three people from the office, four people from the office. We have somebody from Parks and Rec. A late night host. We have a Marvel uh, superhero, and we have a late night host. So just an amazing cast all around. Um, worthy of my number two spot, but similar to Brandon, my number one is Shrek. Um, for the very same reasons that Brandon named, we watched it our freshman year, and once again, I forgot just how funny it was. Um, there's so many quotable lines from it. Really, there's there's really no bad part to it. The whole thing's funny. The cast is amazing. Um, there's there's nothing bad about it. I'm I'm very confident that that is my number one. So go ahead, Trevor. All you. All right. So I I love that Over the Hedge is being mentioned because I feel like it's a very underrated movie that um a so lot underrated. of people don't talk about often. Um. And now I had a really tough time with my number three. It was between Over the Hedge and Madagascar. Ultimately, I did go with Madagascar. I think it's a little bit better. Both of those movies I haven't seen in a while, so I don't know for sure. I'm going to have to rewatch them. Um, but yeah, Madagascar is my number three. Now, uh, with number two, um, I know there's a lot of debate about the Shrek and Shrek 2. On Twitter, I've seen it. Um, Aaron just said he likes Shrek 2 better. Uh, Brandon is, is more of a Shrek. Where, where do you stand on that, Ben? Did you say uh, Shrek was better or... I forget. It, it's tough. I would say that I think the first one's better. I love them both. I think it, it's, it I is think it's close. Very it's close. not a bad take. It's not it's a bad not take. A bad take. No. Shrek Two yeah. is good. Honestly, I was gonna roast Ben for his monsters vs. alien take, but then he said all those people, and I was like, honestly, that was a good movie. Yeah. I feel like there's not a lot of wrong answers here because Aaron, Aaron makes a good point. Shrek Two is a really good movie. It, it is. Really, really yeah, good. I'll say this too. Like, it, no, there's no wrong answer for the Shrek 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 Two debate. Like, they're both like solid movies. Yeah, I agree. And I would say I, I wanted to make it where I didn't put multiple Shreks in there because really all the Shreks yeah. are pretty damn good. Yeah. So I, that's the only reason I didn't put Shrek 2 in my in my top three. It definitely It's definitely worthy of, of a discussion for sure. Right. So I did put uh, Shrek and Shrek 2 in my top two. Um, so ultimately I did decide that Shrek, the original, was better. So I have Shrek 2 at number two and Shrek at number one. They both have so many great scenes. Obviously in Shrek 2, as Aaron mentioned, the ending scene with the fairy godmother singing. I mean, it's it's so great. And then I think you have like the scene where um, like with Prince Charming, they're in like, they go to get the medieval meals or whatever it is. I'm pretty sure that's also mm -hmm. in Shrek 2. And yep. then in Shrek, you have, they're crossing the bridge um, with the dragon. That's also like where donkeys like scared yes. across the bridge very um just like a classic scene so i went with shrek the original over it but i agree uh there's no wrong answer i think they're both amazing movies you know i i, I think this was definitely i feel like normally we at least have one really hot take and today we had no hot takes i feel like i mean maybe you guys disagree really everyone had like very similar takes and it's because i think they're just generally like the dreamworks movies that are really good are just really really good and everyone loves them so Overall, really, really great segment for today. If you do have any other ideas for any ranks, please send them in. We'd love to hear them. Um, but with that being said, we're going to get into our main topic today, which is going to be very NBA-focused, as we just had the schedule released. So, Trevor, I want your initial thoughts on the schedule. I know we have various amounts of uh, nationally televised games. Um, I know we have some teams who have zero. I believe there's some that have zero. Um, so what are your thoughts on the schedule being released um, and uh, you know, kind of moving forward with the NBA season? Yeah, so the way the schedule is is laid out, and you can easily um, view this if you type in like uh, NBA season restart the schedule. Um, if you're on Twitter, Rachel Nichols uh, had a tweet where she laid it out really well, just the the whole schedule. And I think they did a really good job putting together this schedule because there are a lot of um, day games. So like, for instance, on a lot of days, games can start as early as like 12:30 on Sundays, for example, and go all the way up until. 
a 9. Now, I also like that because the games are going to be in Orlando for seeing any kind of crazy change, um, all of the games are earlier. So if you have work early uh, Monday morning or whatever, you don't have to stay up super late. We don't have to worry about seeing these like 10.30 p.m. start times. The latest start time I see here is 9 p.m. Eastern, which I really enjoy. And I also like that um, we're getting a lot of tele nationally televised games. We're getting some good matchups. Like the first day, for example, you have the Jazz and the Pelicans on TNT. This is Thursday, July 30th at 6.30. And then the game following that is the Clippers and Lakers at 9 p.m. So those are the first two games on that day. And then from then on, pretty much every day, um, they do a very good job of spreading out the games. The Lakers have the most televised games with seven. I believe the Celtics have six and so on. So I think they did a, an amazing, phenomenal job with the schedule. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think the NBA has done this pretty pretty well. Uh, it's going to be interesting kind of seeing how players react to, you know, the situation going on in the world, um, the virus, um, you know, kind of everything that's going on and how they're going to be able to play with, like, no fans. It's going to be a very interesting dynamic. Aaron, what do you think about kind of the start of the season here and the schedule that got released? Yeah, I'll say this. I'm not uh... – I'm not a huge like I'm I'm an interesting kind of basketball fan. Like I'm more of a Cavs like Cleveland fan, like Cavs fan. So if the Cavs aren't in it, I'm not like going to watch a whole lot of it, but I've been paying attention to it a little bit and I haven't looked at the schedule, but I am interested to see how it's going to play out cuz I think the NBA can go on because um they're in a bubble. Um but I think you know it'll be interesting to see. One of the things I mentioned to you Brandon in a text message a few days ago was if you know, they're playing in a finals game. Let's say, like, it's game seven and the, and the Lakers are playing. And then you find out LeBron has COVID. Then then what happens, you know? Like, does he – because obviously he's, obviously he's going to want to play, but he has COVID. So that's just, like, that's one of the things I'm interested in seeing what happens. But schedule-wise, I think, mm -hmm. like uh, Trevor said, I think it's – it's a solid schedule. I think one of the things that will also help it is that they're in the same time zone. So um, they they play for 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 everybody. You know, it'll be like the same sort of time, I guess, throughout the day. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's going to be very interesting. I think um, you know moving forward and seeing you know how this goes. Ben, I want to hear some of your thoughts, too. You know, it's definitely good to see that the games are on the earlier side. For the West Coast people, that really is not beneficial at all. Um, and I guess that's kind of a good part about having, you know, the West Coast teams on their own time zones. Uh, you know, because we, we see, like, West Coast, I mean, some of these games are going to be played. Like, there's 4 p.m. games. That's going to be in the middle of the day. Um, so it's going to be interesting. What, what are some of your thoughts on kind of the season restarting, you know, and how they're doing the schedule? Yeah, Brandon, you took the words out of my mouth. I was literally just about to say it's awesome for us being in the Eastern time zone, but for people on the right. West Coast, I would not be too happy about uh, the the game starting at 9.30 in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning, um, and then the latest game of the day being at like 6 p.m. right when you're getting home from work. I would not be thrilled about that, but I am not going to complain because the times are perfect for me. Um, I am all about watching LeBron play at 8 o'clock at night every night. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty. We've, we've said this a million times. There's a lot of uncertainty. We don't know. How, what's going to happen with, like Aaron said, with if a player gets the virus or something like that? Um, we don't really know how these teams are even going to play, really. I mean, they've been off for months now. Have they Have they been working right. out? How are these players? How's LeBron going to look? Um, and I'm, my NBA f fandom is similar to Aaron's, as in I'm not – Aaron's really just – he's all in for Cleveland. I'm really just all in for LeBron at this point. Um, <laughs> so if, if LeBron's not playing, I, I lose interest. Just like Aaron said, if the Cavs aren't playing, he loses some interest. Um, but I am still very excited because we've never seen something like this before. 
Um, and we probably will never see something like this again where you have all these teams playing in this bubble, um, playing mm-hmm. through, you have multiple games throughout the day. It's just I'm so I'm so excited just because not only that it's basketball's back and I get to watch LeBron play again, but also it's just we've never seen this before. I'm, it's so it's so interesting to see something completely different than what we've been used to our entire lives watching the NBA. So I can't wait. I'm I'm very excited. And I've said a thousand times how excited I am, but I really I, I'm just so excited. I can't wait. It, it's gonna be fun to see, and this kind of perfectly leads into my next topic. We've had a lot of players. Um, you know, making decisions to not play. So I actually, I kind of wanted to go over, you know, what we, we personally would all decide, because I think it is a much more difficult decision than it seems. So Aaron, you're the guest. I'm going to start with you. If you're on an NBA team and you have to make a decision whether to play, leave your family, go play, be quarantined for however long, or, you know, stay home with your family, obviously a slightly safer route, you know, and there's less chance of you getting you know, the virus. What would be your decision as a player? Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask everyone, uh, to kind of close off the episode here, but what is your decision if you were a player? Would you go play or would you stay at home? Yeah, so I think it's a is like you said, it's a tough decision. And I'll mention Avery Bradley real quick. Um, he, yeah. I, I think you know, I think he said that his son has like an upper respiratory like illness or something like that or like condition, and that's why he didn't want to play because he doesn't want him because he has an underlying condition and he doesn't want to affect his son. Um, but I think. It, it it's a it's a tough one. I, I I personally don't know if I would play, because I just feel like it. I just don't know if it's worth it. You know, I feel like if I, like I mentioned, like if what if I got COVID, and I was like somewhat important to the team, and then I couldn't play, I feel like that would just be a hindrance. You know, on the rest of the team. But you know, I I I probably would lean to the side of not playing and then just waiting for it to, to sort of dissipate. But yeah, I think that's probably what I would go with. He, so I'll go next here. I, I, I'm, I've been struggling with what I would say here. He, here's the thing. I'm, I'm such a LeBron fan. Where I want everyone on the Lakers to really play. Um, and at the same time, I'm like, well, it would be great if like this player didn't play. And I'm like, but then it wouldn't be because then it kind of takes away from the championship. So if I was a player, I, I think I'm in a very similar boat as you are, Aaron. It would be tough for me to go and play. I think there's still a huge safety issue. And additionally, Florida's getting a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be so tough for me to, to say I, I, I'd play. However, I'd want to, and I think I would be very easily swayed into playing by you know my teammates. So I think ultimately I would play, but it would definitely be, it would not be the easiest decision. And I definitely, at, at least at the beginning when they said we, they were restarting, I definitely would have been leaning towards not playing. So, Ben, I'll go to you next. Um, and I, w- I want to hear what you have to say. I think it'll be interesting. Would, would you play or would you stay at home? Yeah, so, I mean, you guys both just explained how difficult this decision really is. And I think there's different scenarios where it depends on your, um, situ- your personal situation. In Avery Bradley's term, you can't be mad at him for not playing because he's worried about his, son. yeah, he's right. worried about his son's health. Um, and even if, let's say, you are you have a kid just like Avery Bradley who has respiratory uh, situation where it might be m- more dangerous uh, for him, and let's say you're the last man off the bench, I would I would be like, there's really like, is it really that big of a deal if I don't play? I mean, it just depends though. Like, if I'm a single dude, I don't have a family, I don't have a whole lot of people to look out for other than my teammates and the general population as a whole. Um, I would be I would lean more towards playing. So it really, it just depends, and you can't be mad at somebody for making one decision over another because you really, it's just really based on a personal decision. Everybody's personal lives are different. Um, I would lean towards, I think I would play, but that is also me, like me right now where I have no no immediate family to like, that depends on me. 
I would play. Yeah, it's um, a good point. But if I'm put in the Avery Bradley situation, I think it'd be really hard for me to play. So um, it's really – it's just so hard, and it, it just depends on your situation at home, and everybody's got a different situation. So there's no certainty mm-hmm. to it at all. Very, very well said, Ben. Trevor, we'll, we'll leave it off with you, um, you know, to, to see what you say. Where are you leaning? Yeah, so I think – Where would you lean, I guess? It's all hypothetical. Right, right. Yeah, so it's definitely hypothetical, and it's hard to put myself in um, all of these players' shoes because I've, I've never dealt with anything uh, close to – you know what they're going through right now i've never been uh, a great athlete like that obviously um but i think all three of you make some good points um i think i'm kind of with ben as far as like you know i don't have like any family that like like i'm single obviously and i don't have any immediate family i'm young and i think um so i would lean towards playing in that sense now um i think obviously for avery bradley it's it's a very um, I think he's definitely doing the right thing. He should absolutely stay home. He's prioritizing his family. It's absolutely what he should do. And um, you see, like, Trevor Ariza, I think, is doing something maybe similar. I'm not 100% sure on on exactly the reasons why he is sitting out. But I, I think it's a really tough decision to make for a lot of these NBA players um, for health reasons and then for social justice reasons. Um, we did see that I saw that NBA players are going to be allowed to replace their last name of their jerseys with statements of social distance. Uh, mm-hmm. or social justice, not social distance. Um, so I did see that. I think that's a good uh, step that they're making. It's another added thing that I think will help. But y- as far as anyone who's playing, I think we really need to prioritize um, that we're standing up for that and really make sure that that's not lost. You know, you can't go any day without forgetting about that and trying to make a stand for that. And knowing like LeBron James and, and knowing every uh, career move he's made since he's come in the NBA, I know that he's going to do that and he's going to be able to make a great statement. Um, so, I, you know, I really have faith in like what LeBron and all the other players are doing. So I, I do think I would play, um, but, you know, that would be based on uh, my situation. Yeah, I, I think everyone here, we've all made very, very good points. Um, to wrap up, though, I, I will say this. We're all super excited to see the NBA start. I know I can't wait to make content about it, discuss it. Um, anything else, Trevor, you think we got to hit on before we end off the episode here? Um, I think we're pretty much good. I mean, obviously, uh, it seems like numbers of the cases are rising, so hopefully the, uh, we can get those down i mean because that has influence on our sports all of the sports that we love to watch and play like the nba or like basketball and baseball and uh golf there's not as big of a problem but even football so we really need to make sure that uh we are doing everything we can to um lower the number of cases and just you know try to be safe so that we can get get our get all of our sports back that we love to watch Yes, well, saying that, I would like to say thank you so much to Aaron Weaver for joining us, being the guest on today's episode of the podcast. Aaron, what would you like to shout out? Um, we, uh, you know, I'll shout. I got a message from uh, Harlan today, so I'll, I'll shout Harlan out. We'll shout Harlan out. We'll shout Ian Burrows out. Harlan Jones, Ian Burrows, and uh, Hugh Brown. Those are all good shout-outs for sure. Uh, if you guys liked Aaron on this podcast, because of course you did. Aaron's awesome. Come listen to Aaron and I have a podcast called The Soul Focus Podcast where we talk about sneakers. Um, it's it's a part of the Small Ballers you know, uh, brand. So you know, go check that out because it's really, really great. I promise you guys will like it. We've talked about it on previous episodes. Thank you again, Aaron, for coming on. We really, really appreciate that. Um, Anytime. It was great having you on today. Anytime. Um, glad, to, glad to be go here. Go follow our Twitch also. Yes, yes. Thank you. Go follow our Twitch. Uh, we will be streaming tomorrow, Josh's Soccer Show, the very first episode. I promise none of you guys are going to want to miss that. 
should be twitch.tv backslash the small baller. And all these links are in the description, so go click them. Um, the small ballers today, backslash the small ballers. Go follow us on Twitter. Again, the link is in the description. We'd appreciate that. Uh, that. That's where we put all of our content out. And of course, go subscribe to our podcasts, uh, the Soul Focus Podcast, and of course, the podcast you're listening to today, the Small Baller Podcast. Um, literally, both podcasts are everywhere. It's, it'll be super easy to subscribe and listen. Um, but that being said, thank you all for listening today, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons!